Welcome to The Future World of Marketing, a podcast series hosted by Exfor Communications, getting answers to some of the biggest questions in marketing. What does the future world look like and what talent is needed to create it? I'm Paris Taylor, and today we're speaking to Rachel Bicking, Chief Digital Officer at Tenerity, who provide businesses with intelligent engagement solutions that give customers reasons to connect and spark enthusiasm with their brand. Rachel, you're the go-to expert when it comes to digital marketing and loyalty and product strategy to a digital audience. So we want to start with the biggest question, in your opinion and in your field, to you, what is the future world of marketing? Yeah, so I I think this conversation obviously gets talked about so much with digital transformation and the way that the world has completely changed in the last three years. I think the, the future world of marketing, now that we have the appropriate enabling technologies, we have real-time first, we have personalization, we have analytics at scale, is the balance and understanding between the art and the science of, of marketing and doing that in a predictable and consistent way so that we can leverage the talents of our human capital with the scale and automation of AI and machine learning and bringing those together so that Everything is not only consistent, but it's individualized, it's real-time, and the channel, as just this example, the channel just becomes one of those variables of the decisioning. Talking to a friend and recommending and all those things, actually, they work for internal hiring strategies, as well as anything that you could put data and numbers on. So it's, for, yeah, it's funny. For sure. And I think, you know, supporting all of that, of course, we're, we're looking at tons of stuff, right? We're looking at attrition data. We're looking at engagement. We're looking at all of these things. But I think the the core goal for both clients and internal is the same, is if you do the right thing for both you and the end consumer or for the brand, for us at Tenerity, as well as our employees, then you know it will follow that good things will happen. Mm-hmm. And what's your biggest hiring challenge right now? And what are your thoughts on how you might implement resolving that? Mm. That's such a tough question. I mean, right now, there's just so much competition in the space. I think it's getting access to the right level of recruits that, you know, follow our journey and where we are as an organization that understand the balance. And, you know, I think getting into the, some of those those niche markets and getting the exposure, it's tough. It's, it's really hard to the point earlier, right, to cut through the noise. It's very difficult to do. Um, and I think, you know, as we look to more strategies and to hiring at scale, especially in the marketing space and thinking about how we engage uh, our potential employees sooner in their careers, um, you know, capturing them at earlier points and making sure that we develop leaders and so forth that is super important. Mm-hmm. I think developing leaders so they can develop talent, you know, there's exactly. nurturing talent, talent nurtures itself if, if it's the right people. And it, I don't think the industry is going to stop growing. There's always going to be the skills oh. gap there. So Agreed. that's a solution to it. Um, amazing. We spoke earlier about there's so many tactics for brands that can increase engagement and success. You're in the customer satisfaction space. Would you say there are two or three main tactics that brands should be doing? to make sure that they are future-proof as opposed to just looking at the present? Sure. So I, I think the first is acknowledging that you aren't going to get it right all of the time. So to ensure that you have 
a really great strategy and a planned customer journey for that worst case scenario and problem resolution. I think that it's super important. Consumers show that they're more loyal if the problem resolution is handled in an excellent way. So developing that just as part of the customer journey, I think is critical. Then from a tactics perspective, the other two go hand in hand, and that's part of the consumer journey that everybody likes to talk about, which is the happy path, right? Which is first, we've got potentially millions of consumers. Um, We have to make sure that our offer catalog, our content catalog, the benefits, the incentives, the experiences, we have enough diversity of that catalog to match the diversity of our clientele or our consumers. So really focusing on the breadth and the appeal of having something in that catalog that will move each individual to that next step. And it's different, right, for everybody. So having having more, basically, that, that appeals at even those lower levels. And then from a third tactic, I think if you've got those super wide breadth that hundreds of thousands of offers experiences, you know, so that you do appeal to everyone, right? That's the goal. What we then have is a personalization problem. So that tactic of bringing that information, that solution, that offer, that coupon, the branding, doesn't matter to that consumer at the right time, uh, it becomes a personalization problem. And when I say personalization, it's a combination of data analytics, data scientists, and marketers for what the messaging is, um, what the design is, how the creative looks, and and then the technology and uh, modeling to support it. And when we look at maybe how the world once was before this data was at our fingertips and the marketing strategies, the product journeys, everything that people were creating, yeah. very successful brands years ago, do you see anything in, in the tactics that they um did that might be now outdated or unnecessary or defunct or anything that we might be leaving behind as marketing teams moving forwards? Yeah. So at the risk of being entirely controversial, uh, campaign management tools and a lot of those capabilities around segmentation at scale and making sure that we were targeting based off of attributes. So, you know, let's, let's target women who, you know, are between ages Y and Z and who do, you know, these specific behaviors, we don't need to try to make consumers look like each other to be successful anymore. We can, we can treat individuals as individuals. We can really focus on their behavior, not just their demographics. We can make sure that we're really responsive to the diversity of behavior, of thought, of timing, of context. And the way that we, I think in the past, had focused campaign management tools was because of what what you suggested. The data wasn't at our fingertips, right? So we had to decide these things upfront. We had to build a plan that was you know, months in advance and schedule this and get the creative developed, get the, the audience selected, make sure all of these pieces had the time to work. We don't have to anymore. So I, when we start thinking about marketing, I think we can kind of erase those thoughts from our head a bit and think real time first and then back into those situations, real time first, individual first. And then when we have to make you know, broader assumptions, for example, in store, you're going to have to make assumptions in store. You're going to choose one thing. You can't do personalization at scale in a physical environment in the same way. So there's use cases for it, but I just don't think they're as paramount as they used to be. 
absolutely, it's going to be a new world in that sense. And do you see any huge threats or perhaps just any new threats that marketing teams might not have had to consider before over the next maybe two to five years? Any threats or reasons that will either cause failure or unethical and ethically not be correct, you know? Yeah, I think data privacy is is always a concern. Um, and it should be. It, it really should be. I think consumers have a lot more awareness of how their data is being used. Um, so from a marketing perspective, I think more important than this, because everybody had, you know, these panic attacks about zero party data and cookie lists and these transformations. And I, I think my belief has always been, let's just simplify this and develop proactively the value exchange to ask the consumer for information about them in exchange for something back. So if, if we do a better job proactively in this consumer journey of saying at every step, what is the value exchange? Consumers are giving me something. What am I giving them in return versus saying, hey, on the side, I'm going to buy this demographic data on the side that I'm going to augment that data with this other data. And then eventually we're going to learn a lot about Rachel because we're going to piece together all these things that may or may not be true. I, I think to future proof it, we just ask. And I think that relates back into the expectations that um, customers' behaviors are going to change. We mentioned about them expecting a little bit more. Does that relate back to the fact that they want more value out of what they're engaging with? They do. I think there's just so many options right now. And the information overload is a real thing. People are, are getting super fatigued. You know, I talked a little bit about TikTok and some of the social media pieces. But that's why is someone's directing consumers to say, Hey, do this thing. It works. Well, you know, how does a brand take control of that conversation to cut through that a bit? And and I think consumers want that and they want brands that can help guide them and make sure that they're listening. And as I said, I think it really is that dialogue versus, uh, you know, in the past where they were being talked at, which is a traditional campaign management, right, to more of this this one-to-one conversation. If you could focus on just one core marketing tactic to transform customer satisfaction and customer satisfaction strategy that's future-proof, do you have one clear tactic or one priority? And if so, why? I don't think there is one, to be honest. I think our core marketing tactics is is really based on where we are in a journey. I do think, and when we look at our roadmap, one of the things we are betting on, so I'm not saying this is the only tactic, right? Because it doesn't also work without personalization. So let's just say that as a, as a factor, we need the underlying foundation of personalization and analytics. But the tactic we're betting on is, is fun. We're really embracing the concept that consumers want experiences to be fun which could mean metaverse. It could mean uh, chatbots that are really back and forth and more engaging. It could be interactive videos. It could be gamification in a traditional sense. But really the tactic that I think we're embracing to the next level to really engage consumers is focused on fun. Consumers' behavior is always changing, but in the future world, uh, we've mentioned a few times about their expectations. Do you see their expectations changing from what they want to see a brand? I think you're exactly right. I think expectations are changing because consumers know what they like, but they don't always know what's out there. 
you know, the, the velocity of new brands, of new products, of these pieces hitting the market it is with such force where getting the right information is incredibly difficult to do. And consumers are searching. They're looking at Amazon for new products. They're using TikTok as a buyer's guide. They're walking through and asking friends for, you know, how do I, I'll use my example from this morning, what product should I use to help my daughter's curly hair? I have no idea, right? I I would I think when you think about expectations, I would love to be able to ask a brand as opposed to my friends, how do I solve this problem that I have? Or how do I find something new that I didn't know existed yet to be able to you know take advantage of? And I think consumers are really asking for help when it comes to guiding them towards the products, experiences, information, articles, offers that they just don't know about yet. Mm-hmm. So they might be expecting the unexpected and they want to be told something they didn't know before, which is quite a different behavior to previous or maybe what yes. you've assumed previously. So I assume surely there'll be new opportunities there for brands and, and companies. Are there, are there new opportunities there within that type of relationship for brands? Yeah, I think the irony of this situation is that a lot of brands, as they're starting up or developing new product, are really paying for that space. And they don't know their audience yet, right? So they're spending a lot of advertising dollars to get these offers out there and, and in some cases overspending for that. And it, you know, what I think we're doing that's really exciting at Tenerity is we're trying to bring these pieces together in a way where we can connect that product offering information offer, whatever it is, with the right consumer. And then everyone benefits if you get it right. So the consumer gets that discovery, the brand gets a lower acquisition cost. And you're not, you know, you're you're changing this framework as opposed to saying, hey, advertising is something that we will fatigue consumers. In fact, if you're doing advertising really, really well, it feels a lot like marketing. Mm -hmm. which comes back to the double benefit, which comes back to our conversation Mm -hmm. around it needs to be a dialogue and can't just be anymore. So it comes to the circle again. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks everyone for listening.